You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Undercard episode 300. I know one term in the industry, Lock Talk. Uh, it is our 300th episode. Oh my God. That is a lot of freaking episodes. If you think about it, we are marching towards a year of doing episodes. Uh, we've actually done more than 300. We were bitching about it because some of them haven't been caught, um, counted like our remotes. But so this is 300 in studio and we have a great show. Uh, Tony Harrison. WBC champion will be in at 8 o'clock. And, uh, you know, UFC signed a little deal. We'll talk about that. But first off, I got to talk to – there's only been three of us that have done all 300. Yeah. And that's Rochelle and uh, me and Jimmy. Holy shit. Congratulations, 300, guys. Yeah. Yeah, It's been coming up on six six years. years. Six years in April, right? (laughs) Jesus. Six years and I fifty remember, pounds later. I re- oh Jesus! Don't remind me. <laughs> I remember. I remember when you approached me for this show. Uh, we were at the. We were doing trivia night at that bar, and I don't remember the name of the bar. Uh, the but Majestic. it was the Majestic. Oh, was it the Majestic? Yeah, okay, we, we never won against the Wayne State kids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we came close. They did cheat. They but, cheated yeah. every time. Yeah, we came close a couple times, but. Uh, yeah, no, you were like, so I have this idea for this podcast and, um, I want to bring you on as like a producer. And I'm like, I have no idea what a producer does. You're like, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. And then it just, it morphed into, and then it just morphed into like, you'll be, you'll be like just there, you know, like producing the show, but then never showed me how to be a producer. Just come to the show Okay, so I came to the show, and then it was, oh, jump on the mic. And then it was, jump on the mic. And then it was, okay, well, you know. And then it turned into um, Brad talking about boxing and MMA and me, you know, occasionally, you know, saying something and then Marv making fun of me. And then Ricky just not having any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and then that turned into. Ricky was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, then that turned into uh, Avenue. Uh, running the show, and uh, and then it became more prominent with you and and Marv and Marv making fun of me, and then yeah, uh, and then we jumped studio or we jumped networks, and we uh threw our lot in with with uh Dave, Dave and Bob, Dave and Bob, yeah, Dave and Bob. Uh, I remember that conversation because it was top secret. Yeah, it's like we're starting a network. You in? It's like I'm fucking. Yeah. Well, so we got out of the Russell, (laughs) which you know, I mean, I carry now. It kept us alive. I I carry now. I really wish I had carried back then, but Marv did. So it was, you know, we we had a little bit of firepower. Um, and carried a small gun. Well, I think. Well, no, he carried a big gun. No, he didn't. It no, was teeny I, tiny. It was teeny. It wasn't. It like was a, a Glock. It was a Glock nineteen. No, They're pretty average. Like oh, nine No, no, no. Tiny thing. He had that. Yeah, the but one that was in his pocket. He also had the Glock that was in his bag at all the time. Oh, okay. Well. All times, yeah. But anyways, um, so uh, I lost my train. Oh, but what got me about the Russell was that uh, we have professional athletes, professional athletes who would go up the four flights of stairs and go, God, that's terrible. They'd be out of breath. They would just be like, oh, that is the worst thing. So then we, uh, yeah, we threw in with Dave and Bob and we went through three studios now. We went from Ferndale to Royal Oak to now downtown Detroit. 
the trade shipping company. And yeah, coming up on six years, one marriage, 50 pounds. 50 pounds easy. <laughs> I was probably 170 when we started this. Fucker, I was dude. I was 185, so yeah, easily fuck. 50 pounds. Yeah, but we yeah. drank a lot in the beginning. Like you drank a lot, a lot in the beginning. A lot. I mean, the I first hundred did, episodes. I only I did remember a, six. I maybe. only did. I only did one. Uh, the experiment it was the only time that I actually got drunk. It was good times. It and was that a very special good time. episode where we just get Jimmy drunk. Like, oh, we can do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, really funny. I, here's the thing. I am. I am 100 percent okay with that on the condition. Get a lift home. On, on yeah. the condition that somebody pick me up and take me back to my house afterwards. As long as I don't have to drive at some point, I will. That's fine. Those, I will, were, I will those were the beginning episodes. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I drank every episode. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you, you with, the exception, with the exception of the experiment, you were not noticeable when you drank too much. Bullshit. No. Hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> you I were called. noticeable to us, but to, but that to somebody that doesn't know you. It just sounded like you had a speech impediment. Oh, okay, I'm in. Um, no, but but he had his radio voice back then. He's lost it. Well, that's true. What you was did your have radio, radio voice. voice. Yeah. I can't even go there. You can do your radio voice. You got to stand voice? up to do it though. Hi, this is Brad, and you're on the undercard. We're talking to Tony <laughs> oh Harrison, IBF World Heavyweight. WBC. Test. No, I know. I'm just. Uh, no. I'm not. I'm just throwing out things. <laughs> that had, was really yeah. good, though, Jimmy. But he had but to stand up and do we're it. We're gonna go to. We're gonna talk about the Cubs later. We've that probably was... talked a lot about the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> Next, I'm... we're gonna have Jimmy do a little experiment with some old school gaming. <laughs> Yeah, we did do. We that. did. We did that with uh, the Ring Girls uh, to see who episodes. could. Yeah, to see who could beat. You know the 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 people who played the '80s games or the Ring Girls who had never played the '80s games. And sadly, most of the games the girls won, mm-hmm. mostly for the fact that the like we weren't really trying. No, but back then they weren't really Ring Girls. Well, there we did have one. We did have one that. Became a ring girl, like a permanent ring girl, when we did that episode. Um, but then, yeah, most of them were not ring girls. I don't know. Shakespeare. No, because the idea. Yeah. No, we they, went through a lot of ring no, girls. No, they weren't actually ring girls. They none of them ring girled. Nah, oh, it was oh. until later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We You're just talking said about they were ring well, girls. The ring girls being the name for the promotional vehicle for our show. They were undercard models. Right. Who wore ring girl type attire mm-hmm. on our on our shows, which you at the time, so you make it, right? which at the time we didn't actually have any video. So we had all these pictures, but we didn't actually do video. And then once I bought all this equipment and started doing video stuff, that's <laughs> yeah. when ring girl stopped showing up. No, and we, we stopped inviting. Right. right. That's what I mean. Or they, for, or they yeah. forget you at home. Or or that was, yeah, we we <laughs> kind of stopped in, inviting them. So, yeah, and I'm like, well, why did I? Nobody wants to see us. We had nicer stuff. We were in nicer studios. So it was like, ah, <laughs> man, we can't invite the ring girls. You remember we had a chandelier in the second one? In the the one after the Russell? Yeah. Yeah. A chandelier above the table. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That's a nice studio. That was an okay studio. That was Well, you still had the steps. 
Well, not no, that, that, not, I mean, that's not why it was an okay studio. It was an okay studio because there was no... There was no barrier. There to... was no barrier between the green room and the podcast. Oh, that's true. And yeah. so anybody who was talking in the green room, you either you had to talk like this the entire time, or people would, you know, if you were in the green room, people would hear you on whoever was on the, the podcasting, and they had them, like, stacked up. So there was, like, no barrier between... Between shows now with three, you know, two studios, there's a little bit of a leeway. Plus, that was like the only studio. Now you have pot, you know, downtown Detroit studio, which is what we're in Ferndale, Ferndale, which is just one studio. But then you have the Royal Oak studio, which has three studios within the building. So and too much noise outside and and way too much noise. outside. Yeah. But most of the time that's, you know, the the rock and roll podcasters or whatever. But Jimmy went all out. If you can see on video, he is just as politicians. Martin. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not I wasn't going to dress as a warrior Spartan because, you know, that's that's Cody. 50 pounds. Um. Cody said he's changing. And he's okay. on his way in, but I don't know what he's wearing. All right, but well, I, we'll he see. can go shirtless, and he's yeah. a Spartan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's he has um, old school tank top. Yeah, or oh, that'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm more like a Roman slash Spartan senator politician toga kind of thing. We'll get pictures of it. We were all supposed to be wearing this, and at the. At the end I'm, of the, I never agreed okay, to that. Rochelle show. never agreed with to it, and that's fine. So you you get a, a free pass. And but Brad, Brad at the end, coming. and Brad at the end of the episode last week, we said for the three hundred, let's all wear togas. Cody's going to wear a Spartan thing. Brad's like, well, I don't know how to get one. I'm like, dude, just go Amazon, on Amazon. Two day, two day shipping. He's like, oh, all right, cool. What did I do? I went home. Amazon two day shipping. I got it on. I think it was Friday morning. I show up today and Brad's wearing his cub jersey, his cub hat. I'm like, where's your toga? He's like, oh, I couldn't get one. I'm like, Amazon two-day shipping. Uh, I am very envious. And then Cody is excited to see you in it too. It reminds me of the old days where we were definitely about shenanigans. I mean, everything was shenanigans. This was our 300th episode. That's true. 300th episode. That is true. I mean, come on, Brad. That is true. Come on. (laughs) Um, also, by the way, if you're watching the live stream, I don't know why uh, it's doing this, but the video is very choppy and slow. So I apologize. Hopefully, uh, the recording of it will be a little bit cleaner and hopefully it doesn't record at this or the video might be a little bit tough to watch. But we'll see. I don't know why it's doing it. I didn't, I didn't have my power cord today, so maybe it's just running lower, so it's running it slower. I don't know. So... We'll see. But I apologize if you're trying to watch the live stream and the video is going, whoa. Yeah. You know, it feels like you're, you know, took a little bit of a, you know. <laughs> <sighs> the, only, the only regret I have in the 300 is I wish we kept better records. Like, uh, like how, okay. many, how many guests do you think we've had? Oh, oh my God. Okay. Amazing. How many like, single guests? Like, how many? Never duplicated. Never. Well, we've had several that have been duplicated. Right, but right, so right. Like, so now, now I would say we're upwards of seven, like one seventy-five. Hell no! Uh, it's got to be much Way l- more, than, more that. than that. No, because we've had a lot of duplicates. No, I know, but we've had a lot of duplicates. Doesn't matter. Guess how many ring girls we've had? Uh I'm gonna say from the beginning. Yep. Who people who have ring girls for us? 
Are we cl- including celebrity ring girls? No. Okay. I'm going Here to say the celebrity ring girls. And what is there? I'm going to say <laughs> 90s. Uh, 130s. No. 140s. 150s. No. Remember, what, what, I counted. What was it? We're at like 350. What? Justin Ring Girls. Yep. That's Justin crazy. Ring what? Girls. There's been wow. more than wow. shows. That's fucked That's up. That's crazy. Well, yeah, because we had a lot of Ring Girls that were, you know, all at the same time. So to get back to the the story really quick, though, the, so there was a uh, a contest between Anthony Barnes and uh, Cody, Cody. <laughs> and who Cody could won. who could be on the show the most right and when cody would come on barnes would show up for two and get yep. the lead again yeah and then cody would stop in and, and yep. do it and then eventually it was like hey cody you want to be a co-host and that was like you know a great decision right and uh but if i remember correctly i think cody was at 35 or 37 times on okay. our show that, that sounds about right and barnes was like at the 30 mark yeah and and cody just started pulling away he was well like, yeah like, i mean you know and i mean like, he became year. a he became a co-host so i mean but at that well, point now, in time now he can no longer be ca- counted as a guest no so it would yeah. drop down to anthony barnes right All right well but i think cody's still ahead though because anthony hasn't been on our show in quite a while oh so he holds dual honors yeah, yeah that's true actually yeah he until until barn shows up and i'd say he probably has to make another 10 appearances on our show Co- to to then become the the guest with the most appearances and cody can't catch up at that point in time because he's a co-host yeah cody like he really threw it like in fifth gear and then like all of a sudden had like a huge lead. Yeah, it was very he did. impressive. He did. And that was why, because he was well, it basically. Helped because he lived like two seconds. Right. And that, that was. Also helped well, and that was. He's like, I'm going to walk home. And that <laughs> was, and that was the thing was Cody started just showing up. Loved like it. to all of our shows, which was great. And that's why it just made sense to just make him a co-host because he was coming anyways. He's so marketable. <laughs> I, he is so marketable. So, so good looking. I mean, I mean come on. <laughs> He, I mean, you know. I told you the man crushes. It's just not. You know, I know. I, a, it's not. It's not. It's not man crush. It's respect. Brad talks about no, no, more no. men like that than the ring girls do. But no, it's not. It's not a, I don't know about that. It's not a. It's not a man crush. <laughs> it's respect. I've been in the car with yeah. you. You know. <laughs> yeah. I have. It's rough Columbus trips. <laughs> I have. I have a lot of respect for you know like Cody and mm-hmm. Barnes and Tony and you know these guys because I mean, you know, I mean. I did, you know, uh, I did MMA for three years, but I never in a million years could I have ever reached, even if I trained every day, every day, all day, every day, all day for years, I could never reach the pinnacle that these fighters have reached Cody and Darren and Anthony Barnes and Tony and, you know, so many other ones. It just, there's this certain element that some people have and some people don't. It's what makes you a champion. And I don't have that. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing. I They are great at their chosen discipline, at their chosen endeavor. endeavor. Endeavors. Thank you. They are great at their chosen. I am good at a lot of things, but I will never be great at one thing. But I But I am good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I will never be great at anything. It's just not. It's just not in my capabilities. It's not in my wheelhouse. I got you. I can, you know, and I can do a lot of really good things. 
And I can be really good at a lot of things, but I will never be great at anything. Acting is probably the only thing that, not that you would know, but acting would probably... <laughs> <laughs> the shade. <laughs> acting is the only thing that I'm actually, like, the the highest of the good, like, very good. You know, it's not great, <laughs> but it's very good, you know? And, that's, and that is only because I am very natural. I wouldn't say I feel very natural while I'm doing it. It's not an uphill battle when I'm doing it. I mean, I have, you know, issues and I have struggles, you know, but it's it's the thing that comes the most natural to me. Mm -hmm. Everything else that I try, it's not natural. It's very difficult for me to try to do something. You know, it's an uphill battle no matter what it is I'm doing. If it's doing, you know, MMA or if it's doing boxing or you know, writing or, you know, whatever. It's an uphill battle all the way, but I can get to be good at it, but that's why I'll never be great at it because eventually I'll reach that point of the, the hill where I just, I can't go above it. I've reached that zenith. Yeah. So. But to get back to the record thing really quick, it's just, that's a shame, dude. We should have kept back our records. I mean. Yeah. But also the first hundred something episodes, there was no podcast. No. So it's not like we can go back and re-listen to them. No. Um, that's really unfortunate. We have episode three. That's the only episode that's out there, the Tony Harrison episode. Right. Which we should release on vinyl. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. That episode <laughs> was great. And then your voice on side A, turn to side B. That would be pretty cool. Uh no, I mean, and then Rochelle, I, I got a asked this question recently. How many fights have I seen in person? I don't know the answer to that. And that's stupid, dude. I should have started counting. And uh, Bob Ryder, my partner, said I could go back on box rec and kind of get an idea with boxing, but there's no way MMA. How many I've no. seen cage side, how no. many I've been to. So, like, that was stupid, too. Because, I mean, you know, if if ever I do... Put it all down in a book. Yeah. It sucks because I don't know. These but, are just roundabout. But you could, if you were to put it in a book, you would have a uh, an editor and part of like the editor, whoever you pick up like uh, Fish Out of Water or Scholastic mm -hmm. or whoever it is that's going to be your publisher, they have people will, that will do that research for you and they will be able to find a good general estimate because they will scour like archives, they will scour the internet. They will scour everything that they have to do to get a good general breakdown of exactly what you know number it is. I don't even know who the most famous person I've met, Rochelle. Who is the most famous person I've met? Tyson? No, no more, but more than Tyson. Eddie Vedder. Well, that was before Undercard. I'm trying to think. You mean? Th through under her. I mean, Eddie Vedder. No, Mark Wahlberg's bigger than Eddie Vedder. But Mark, that wasn't undercard related either. Hmm, I don't know. I wish I would have kept track of all that fucking Donnie shit. Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg is not bigger than Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so I'm sorry to <laughs> Rochelle just wishes he was. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> but I wish yeah, I would have kept them both. I don't care. Uh, yes, that's awesome. It was a good. good you you kind of met Jack White, kinda. Yeah, that's true. Um, hold on, I'm missing something here. What are you missing? The story I was pulling up to freaking read. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Dead space. Let's 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 find. No, 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 no. I found it. <laughs> okay. No, I wait for his phone to ring. And I know I found it. Would, uh, was it was it the story that I sent you? No, there's oh, a lot okay. of good stories that we're gonna get into uh, probably before Tony Harrison. Especially that you're allowed to drive in Nevada, maybe at the age of 14. My son's almost 14. There's no way That'd that law should be, huh? Wait, that's that'd real. be awesome. That's a real I, thing. I honestly, at 14, I could have driven a car. My son can't. Well, <laughs> that's up to you. That's on you. Right. No, no, yeah, no, he cannot. That is on you. Like that's on me. That's on you. Rough, man. Have you seen him? Why? Drive? Why? Why do you think your your son could not do it? Because if his clothes are not laid out for him, he will not get ready. And that is on you. It's tough. I don't know if that is or if that's. <laughs> Do you think he'll get his license when he's 16, like right away? No. Does he want, he doesn't want to drive? I don't know. He'll probably want to drive. Oh, man, I couldn't get my license fast enough. Oh, he doesn't enough. like yeah, to leave the house. That's I mean, I mean, <laughs> baseball, baseball I was one of the, school, uh, <laughs> video games. I was like one of the first first people in my uh, in my age Game group uh, to get a driver's license because I was I had gotten held back a grade in elementary school. So I, I turned 16 before most of my peers or whatever. And yeah, like day one, like as soon as I turned 15, I got my learner's permit, drove as a learner's permit for a year. As soon as I turned, like the day I turned 16, I went, I got my license a week later, I bought my first car and that was it. But at the same time, when you become the guy that has the vehicle, you also become the guy that everybody asks for rides from. So it it was kind of a, a a good and a bad thing at the same time. Um, But also at that point in time, if there's anything that, you know, your mom or your dad needs and they're home and they need somebody to go to the store, guess who's going? Yep, you are going. Oh, yeah, go. you can go get some ice for us or go get the pizza or, you know, whatever it is. So, so. with Nevada, it was because of how many charter schools and how far the students had to drive. Mm-hmm. And you do have a lot of desert out there, so there's not a lot of cities. So maybe it's like Montana. I bet you Montana doesn't have a driving age. It's probably like because – Every state has it. Every state has a driving age. Okay. Montana doesn't have speed limits. So Right. But they do – I think – I believe every state has a, a, a driving age. Um, but or there's uh, highways in Montana that you can just well, use I mean, your there's discretion. I mean, there there are places in there's Montana no that are like the autobahn, which is just don't drive stupid. But no, my son's not ready at 14. He won't be ready at 16. He probably won't be ready at 17. Well, that's on you, Brad. Look at Jimmy just laying down the freaking shade today. I'll take it though. I didn't dress up as a. Star. I was gonna say you're gonna get it all day because guess who did what they said they were gonna do. Jimmy. And well, guess I'm who say didn't? You can't dish it out because you're not a parent. No, I can't dish it out because I'm not a parent. Thank you for you know bringing up that sensitive subject. Yes. Oh, holy <laughs> oh man, dude, we gotta cheer this up quick. Uh, and uh, another news story though. This is these are just weird news stories I came across this week. Before we get into the MMA talk, and Cody joins us here really quick. Um, I saw that like uh, being an astronaut gives you. Uh, more of a chance of recurring herpes out in space, even what? though you, yeah, Google it. It was like Does a that huge mean you story. have to transmit herpes before you go into space? And then well, well, it's I recurring. thought I thought it was shitty that NASA was at outing 
outing some astronauts because you could do the math and kind of figure out which astronauts they were talking about. But it's the stress and how your body reacts out into space that they have like a herpes outbreak again in spacesuits. (laughs) And then all, (laughs) all I could think of, though. Look it up, Google it. It's a real story. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm still on the uh, on the the age limit. Oh, um, but I, all I could think of is in the space shuttle because you don't pee in a toilet regularly. You have to use Mister Thirsty. Hmm. It sucks it in, right? Like you could literally be giving it to other astronauts. Like that hasn't. And then you come home after being up in space for like a year Sorry, with herpes and they're like, oh, like what no. the fuck happened? But that is the STD you want if you're going to get one. That's, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it, was a, it was a quote from uh, someone we knew. They yeah. said that. They're like, um, You want so, the one that clears no. up. So the, uh, the, the lowest uh, non-restricted driver's license age is Montana and it is 16 years old. Before that, all the other ones are restricted license from 16 to 18. Some are 17. Some are 16 in six months. It just depends on the state. But you get a restricted driver's license at 16 now. You get your full driver's license at 18. Hmm. Restricted means you can't have more than a certain amount of people in a car. I like that rule. Yeah. Like uh, you can't have have music above a certain decibel. Like all, all this can't be at a certain all the times stu- of the day, right? and can't be at certain times right. of the day. Like all the stupid stuff that we did when we were kids, like they can't do now. But I'm, I remember. I'm, I'm happy they can. I, and you know, so I remember. <laughs> I think it was senior year, so we were playing. You ever heard of volleyball? Yeah, volleyball. Okay, so there was this place on uh, Telegraph called the Coliseum where they had volleyball. About, I'm trying to think. Like f- 10, maybe like 15 miles away on Michigan Avenue was a dollar show. And we were all sitting there after volleyball. We all decided that we wanted to see a movie that was playing at this $1, you know, theater or whatever. And it started in five minutes. So I had 10 people crammed into my little Chevy Cavalier hatchback. My buddy who had a little like Renault had like six, seven people like crammed into his and we're going a hundred miles an hour down telegraph blowing stoplights swerving in and out of traffic like the gym hit- is the reason we have these yeah, exactly <laughs> and you know what <laughs> but here's the thing we were the least reckless of all of our friends oh that was gosh. the one and only time we had ever done that and after it was all said and done i looked at my buddy and went i'm never doing that again he's like no me neither oh my but gosh. yeah it was yeah it was our generation why they have these restricted licenses now. We, uh, Rochelle probably knows the place. Uh, maybe not. It used to be on Dick's. It might still be there. Dick's in Eureka. There was a volleyball place. Do you know? Do you know? So my brother's yeah, it's uh, also called the Coliseum. Yeah. Is that called the Coliseum? Uh, mm-hmm. So my brother's a, a police officer in Taylor, and he tells me, because when they call over the radio, they don't call it Dick's or they don't call it, you know, Eureka. Toledo. Or, or Toledo or anything like that. <laughs> they have different nicknames for them. So, like, Eureka is uh, the vacuum. Uh, Dick's is the hairy one. Uh, Toledo is garbage dump. <laughs> um, what were some of the other ones? Um 
so, na- name some of the other Fort. streets like around there. Oh, Brass. Uh, Dick's Cross no, Brass. Fort, Fort Street. Fort Street, Fort Street. Uh, is... Uh, I think there's just four. I don't think they changed that one. Southfield. That's a real intersection. Southfield. Dick's cross breath. Southfield is uh, down under. Um, I forget. There's. He told me all of them or whatever. I don't remember all of them, but yeah. Here. But the one, the North one that Northline Wick. North. Yeah, Northline is the line. Uh, Wick is. Um, I don't remember. Van Born, Van Horn. Van Born. Uh, See, I don't think Van Horn North, goes through uh, Taylor, though. Goddard. Yeah, I don't remember Goddard that one. Goddard does, because that's where yeah. the police station is. I don't remember that one, though. Yeah, we yeah. Play, I played volleyball. I was probably before I was 21. Yeah, it was probably before I was 21. And I was there with a girl on a date, and then a buddy of mine was on a date with a girl. And we tried to, like, split <laughs> up teams so it was fair. And so, like, I got the girl that he came with and he got the girl I came with. And I swear to you, their chemistry was like quicker than like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's. Like all of a sudden, like they were like, just like fucking chumming it up like Maverick and Goose. And like fucking, <laughs> they started dating from that. And then that girl didn't want to date me, but would check up on him all the time. Be like, where is he? Is he with her? And I was just like, oh fuck, dude. That was just a terrible situation. But like, you know, that Bradley, I don't think I've ever seen chemistry take off that quick. I remember being on the other side of the net looking at her because I didn't care. You know, back in my days, I didn't fucking care. But like, I remember looking at her and going, you're going to get fucking crushed. I could tell that they were looking at each other. I'm like, oh, you're fucking out of the picture, dude. (laughs) I was like, do you want a a volleyball shirt or something? I'll go buy you something. So I looked at that article about the herpes in space and it's a reactivation. Right, right. Which means that they had it before. they Correct. But with Mr. Thirsty, if you're having an outbreak. But 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 that's just it. Is they're they're talking about it's just the reactivation. They're not talking about newly contracted. Right. The astronauts didn't get newly contracted diseases because when you do have an outbreak or when you do use Mister Thirsty, there's a a wipe that you use that kills like ninety nine percent of all that stuff. It's not like I take a piss and then I hand you the hose and then you no, take I a wouldn't. Piss. No, now now I'd bring my own Mister Thirsty. I think. Like I, I, I demand it. Can. I would demand my own I don't Mr. Think Thirsty. You can. I'd be like, I want my own Mr. Thirsty. Well, then you can't be an astronaut. Now. But I, it was a weird story. Here, like, why does NASA care about that? I know they went into right. like other shit. Well, but... there's shingles and chicken pox and other viruses. It was about viruses that reactivate right. under the stresses of they space. Said, right. Chicken pox, shingles, herpes, things of that nature. But here's my thing. Okay, so on the space flights, they have to use Mr. Thirsty, right? Right. On the ISS, they have to use Mr. Thirsty. Uh, Virgin Airlines is creating the first space commercial space flight, which is basically you go up, you fly around the Earth once, and then you land wherever it is you're going to land, right? So you're in space for the beginning of the outbreak. So I'm saying, so how are they going to handle? The Mister Thirsty thing in their bathroom. They're gonna come up with. Something are they gonna sort have to disposable. have something different, or are they gonna be able to use like regular toilets? Are like bathrooms not gonna be accessible during the flight in space? Like 
These these are the these are the real questions. I feel like they would come up with something disposable. I mean, they you'd have to, or you'd have literally you'd have herpesifagonalades. <laughs> like yeah. there would be an outbreak <laughs> of like this massive mega. Have you heard that word before? Because What's that, that movie really of Ryan Reynolds? Oh yeah, the thing from space. yeah. Herpe, herpesifagonalades is something that we it's use. Actually, in the, good life. That's really clever. Life, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, close the door, herpes. We no. don't even know what it is. Her, her, is something that I heard when I was in the military. When we were, when you were talking about guys that would just literally sleep with anything that moves. It's right. like, yeah, oh, yeah, that guy. Watch out for that guy. He's got herpesifagonalades. Oh, well, you know God. what's shitty about it is we've not put a shuttle up in a while, and so they're talking about the few that have been on the space station. So there's only a few handful of people. It's not like, oh, yeah. that, right. So like, I'd be like, fucking well, pretty, pretty cool, NASA. Yeah. Well, like, uh, what's, what's the law? Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, fucking HIPAA. 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 Yeah. HIPAA. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking HIPAA, NASA. Because well, no, they're not talking about, they're not talking about the, on the, just the ISS. They're talking about anybody that goes up in space. Correct, but it has to be ba- the way I read it was. Yeah, well, yeah, and we also have a lot There's of cosmonauts only- too. So I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't have the best healthcare in the world. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> do, you, do you Americans have anything for that? You know, oh, it's like kind of, kind of like. Kind of crusty. Down you don't there. know the components. Uh, Russian components, American components, all made in Taiwan. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I mean, like. You're an astronaut, so you come back down to Earth, and like nothing's gonna stop you from getting any girl at any bar at no. any given time because That's you're a true. fucking astronaut. Well, unless she read that story, she'd be like, <laughs> wait, 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 "Which wait, space station?" I, I'm actually curious since this has come out as an article. I'm actually curious if that's gonna be on an episode of The Big Bang Theory with Howard. It should with Howard because he went up in space. It should, yeah. It should, yeah, yeah, be like an outbreak, like an out, like he gets it, like it's guaranteed to be on South four Park. years later or something like that. He gets an outbreak, and it turns out that yeah, the you know the Russian guy that he was with had it, and he contracted it and didn't know that he did or whatever because it laid dormant until just now or something. Oh, all I could think of was like Elon Musk wanting to get everybody to Mars, and like so like all the outbreaks of chicken pox shingles everything well, but that you would, would happen but that's just it is in Could order you imagine for going up in space and not knowing that you had herpes and then finding out while you, you're in space you, there, there's so many tests to be an astronaut you know you know <laughs> i don't know but, i've never tried to be you, an astronaut okay there there are less tests in the military you know when you go through uh uh pre um, mobilization yeah. or, or pre, you know, I've before during the military. The military, like the physicals and stuff. Yeah, like but like all the blood draws and yeah. the tests and all stuff like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Anything that you have ever had, you know if you had it. The good news, Johnson, is you launch on Tuesday. The bad news is I don't think you ever knew you had herpes, but you have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. That's kinda, probably. Uh, you kind of passed your physical. Yeah. Good luck, so Johnson. The good, news, John, the good news is, Johnson. You get to go to space. The bad news is you, you slept, get to lose yours. You slept with a burner down here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you hear what I said? No, I got you. I yeah. got you, dude. That's pretty fucking yeah. sweet, dude. Yeah. But no, don't, worry, don't worry about it. You know, it'll fall off in a couple of days. 
But that came up like on my CNN feed. It was yeah, like, that's what it was. Yeah, CNN, yeah. Like, you know, and I was yeah. like, all right, legit story. I read about it and the space thing because of Elon Musk fascinates me. Well, here's the thing though: if uh, for the mission to Mars, I guarantee you that's going to be one of the prerequisites is you can't have any STDs. No, yes. we're starting clean on the new. Planet. We you got to start no. clean. Yeah. Oh, new planet. New planet. Oh. You got to start cleaner. You, anything that you are bringing with you, you are bringing to a whole new ecosystem. Ecosystem. Right. Yeah. That's why that's why the Mars rover and like uh all those, like they have to have zero zero earthbound microbes on them before they go to Mars. Because if they have any, that we could actually create life on Mars by bringing bacteria with us. Like it's that it's yeah, but that's just it. We don't wanna we don't wanna give another planet herpes. You know, yeah. which we would. All I, all I can think of is that movie Life, where the guy brings it back down. Or I'm not, yeah. Am I spoiling? I, 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 yeah, I've heard of it. it. Yeah. Okay, guy brings it back down. Yeah, I figured as much. But he doesn't mean to. Well, it's just like Venom. They brought the symbiotes back down. Well, no, like uh, the way it ends, and since you haven't seen it, you aren't going to see it. But how it ends is like <laughs> you, you see two people detach, and you think the one who got away from whatever it is is landing. And then the other guy's getting burned up in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then you find out it's the fucking guy that had it with him. And then, like, there's no way to stop this thing. It just keeps growing and growing. But anyways, that that movie's pretty with good. Him? Herpes? No, it was an alien. Yeah, it was oh. an alien. Could have yeah. been herpes. herpes? <laughs> they don't know what it was. They Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. It was an alien life form. It had a name <laughs> in Have it you too. ever seen Spaceballs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that's what it pops out. <laughs> yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. All right, let's go to our first break. Uh, Cody should be here any moment. I want to run through the UFC stuff with Cody. We will be back shortly. You're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. Out of you. Welcome back, episode 300 on the undercard. Cody just arrived and got to get a glimpse of Jimmy and his toga. And all his glory. <laughs> and all his glory. <laughs> now you can rip on him, too, for not doing it, because I've been taking the heat for an hour here about how I didn't do it. I think you probably got the worst of it. <laughs> all right, Ian. I'm not going to rip on Cody, though. Cody can kick my ass. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We've already discussed this. <laughs> That's true. You look good, though. Yeah, yeah it does. It's awesome. Thanks. So yeah, so for- if you would have if if you would have said something two days ago, I would have well, I made an that, effort. I know, but that was <laughs> but that was our agreement at the end of the last show is that oh, we were going to do that. A week ago. I have I yeah, know. my memories. I'm going to squirrel. Sorry, sorry. I get it. I'm the only one that ever you know actually pays attention to anything. And so Jimmy, what do you want to plan for our six uh, year anniversary in two weeks? What do you want to do? <laughs> Is it in two in. weeks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, in. We're, we're in. Remind us, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to think be about it. It happens twice. I'll have to think about it. Maybe he might like get us to dress up and then not dress up. Oh, oh reverse. No, I mean, if I say we're going to dress, if I say we're all going to dress up, Rochelle can exclude herself. But us, if I say we're going to dress up, I will dress up. Make us feel worse. Yeah, right. that's cool. That's so I, awesome. I got to think. He's saying that think. he's a man of his word and we're not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> say you what you're be, trying to say. Read between the lines there. <laughs> right, exactly. I got it. I got it. I, well, we're still very proud that you did. Yeah. You look I'll, good. I'll have to think about you it. You look really year. good. Thanks. You look, yeah, you look good. 
I mean, you you look strong too. Like you yeah, can yeah. Look very strong. <laughs> yeah, I look at myself in the camera. I'm like, oh dear God, <laughs> no, it looks good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and you can keep it around for bedroom play later. Yeah. I mean, With that's, who? That's another. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. With yeah. who? <laughs> we don't know yet. There's, We're working there's on there's it. No, yeah. yeah, I've heard yeah. that for the last. I've only four known years. you for six Jimmy, years. You gotta give me sites? another six. Huh? Huh? Not getting any hits on your sites? Oh my God. No, he needs, no. He needs, we uh, told you it's the profile picture. Yeah, no, I've changed. I've changed profile I pictures. I show him. I like stalked his Facebook and he found did. a bunch of pictures. And I changed them. And I was like, "These are the pictures." And I changed them to those. Did but they were all just give me your password. Nothing. Yeah, go, just go, give me your password. Could he pick pictures from well, like four years them, ago? You're catfish. Most of them. Most of them. Most of them are on just are are just phone apps. They're not on the the web. Yeah. So. Did you proofread Jimmy's bio, Cody? <laughs> I did not. See, that's which bio? There's like seventeen. You need to hire an editor. I did. No, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't I hire one. But I guys would, would. No, no, no. Really I didn't good. hire I tried one to help him before. I know and he disagreed with everything I said. That's why we called you. Well, no, I, I, I didn't hire an editor, but I did have, and I wanted to get like a full spectrum of. So the cast of Hamlet actually wrote my profiles because mm. i have people there that have known me for 20 something years i have people that just know me from the show we have people that are my age we have people that are in their uh early 20s so i let them as a consensus write my my uh profiles still nothing oh, boy. still nothing oh boy but here's the thing and it, and it, statistically a man on a dating website unless you are extremely good looking Extremely good looking. You have a 0.5, not five, 05 percent chance of actually getting a hit on a on a dating app, unless you're either really rich, really good looking, or you're really catfishing or you're catfishing I'll be, somebody. I'll be honest. I never had luck on dating sites. Yeah, say that's crazy. I, yeah, I never. I, I literally never. delete them because I. Yeah, girls well, see, all, girls all. It's like it's it's it's, like, it's completely the opposite. Girls get inundated with messages. Guys get nothing. They like scroll through shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I actually did They're scrolling through like all the messages, like dick yeah, pick, just dick just, pic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. Is it's it's one little tiny voice that is trying to be heard through the screaming. Of a penis. thousand, of a, a thousand, thousand penises. penises. Yeah, exactly. A lot of penises. Yeah, so many penises. Pen- so many win. penises. This is penis why I got win. grounded. No, it won't. It'll get you deleted and probably booted off the site. Oh wow! I don't normally flag them. I just no, I know, but I mean, people, people. Well, Cody's mid camp. We need to regroup again. Get it and get in our little man cave here and, and try to figure out a plan for you because it's spring fever. Girls are looking. Mm-hmm. So like we gotta like. Changing on the seasons. They're yeah. Coming, they're coming in yeah. blossom. Yeah. Like, the rocks will move. <laughs> yeah. They will emerge. <laughs> spring. Okay. Spring. If they're like coming the out from under a rock. Spring I don't necessarily fall. know if I want to date them. It's like the worms. I get fall ground, time. Every time exactly. it rains in the spring. The fall, something about oh, yeah. fall. Right? You got to be that early bird. Spring is yeah. spring Early is bird good. gets the worm. But yeah. fall. Yeah. Fall. Fall usually, yeah. Crazy. I know. But. Yeah, it's winter. Still, we we need someone like that yeah, wants to stay yeah. inside with yeah, us they all some, winter. Like, no. They're like coming to the but it's still like, it's the, and really it didn't lonely. happen this fall. It didn't happen bef- the fall before that. Wow. But honestly, the dating yeah. scene right now, like it, it's just it's so stupid. Yeah. And here's here's the thing. Like I'm not 
like for a while I was really trying hard and now it's a little Don't bit more try. casual. If it makes you feel Don't any try. better, you can ask Brad yourself. I've had the worst luck even with dating apps. Honestly, Brad, Brad grounded me from them. He's like, Yeah, no she's more. not allowed to be on. Well, yeah. but that's again, that's because it's a complete opposite. No, like I would like give them attention and they're all everything's fucked up. Right, so it's I'm, all fucked up. It's like a big right. game. It's fucked up on your end, it's fucked up on my yeah. end. It's all fucked up. So oh, somebody needs wow. to create a somebody needs to create a dating app that's it's like, a like it's like, like a weird literally like th- that's literally moderated by an actual like person. No, well, I'm, no, gonna make, God, no. I'm gonna make a prediction that <laughs> no, you're no, no, gonna make but like but I'm saying like but like like uh like um uh so for example like when I say moderated by an actual person, there's an actual person who's actually going through and has like an interview with you to make sure you're not crazy, to make sure you're not whatever, and it's basically. The Huh? Like the like kind of like the bachelor but on a much more one to one kind of scale. Women are crazy scale. though. Yeah, that's what? yeah, none Those of us women would make are it. crazy. Okay. It's true. <laughs> that's there, why there's a degree. I can't watch it. There's it a degree. It wouldn't nuts. take it wouldn't take long I applied to, get to be a girl on the bachelor actually. <laughs> oh. To go crazy. Yeah. I'm going to find you places oh. other than online to look for girls. Okay, can't be a bar. So, uh, here's a, here's okay. the thing. Because here's the thing cuz I can't approach women at bars. I just it's not in my it's not in me to be able to do that. Well, Court ordered. You just need you need <laughs> you need to you need to just put yourself out there consistently. You know what I mean? Whenever I, but, something's going on, go do it. You, well, Whenever, I do. Like even if even if you don't talk, to I a, do. Maybe you don't talk to a girl. Maybe you were having I a conversation. Have, like okay. Brad and I were having a conversation, and a girl sitting there. Go ahead. And she's she's listening to the conversation. She yeah. likes what you have to say. And then she's interested, and then she goes and looks you up, and that's how. Okay, ninety nine percent of the time, that's how it happens. It's not like a or someone sets you up. Okay, well hold on. It's not the lines. It's not. Wait, wait, no, no. So, so, so from what from what you're saying, I have a friend named Sarah. She literally invites me out to go meet new people every time. Well, I go with her every time. Her and her fiance. And uh, and sometimes and be another very open minded and very open minded. Mm-hmm. She wants to introduce me to somebody. She wants me to you know whatever. And that's and I every time we're gonna go day drinking. Let's go day drinking. We're gonna go to a comic con. Let's go to comic con. We're gonna go to your motorcycle club. We're gonna go to the VFW hall. We're gonna go watch movies. We're gonna go do this. We're gonna do that every time unless I have something going on like a show or something where I physically cannot do it. I go to every single one of her events that she wants to bring me along to every single time she wants to bring me along. It's because she ha- she doesn't tell me who it is. She doesn't tell the other person, but there's somebody in her mind that she wants to see if there's a spark between myself and that other person. That's a good friend. Every single time she'll ask me afterwards, like, Hey, do you remember so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah, you know, nice person or whatever. She's like, so what do you think about her? She's a nice person. Would you want to go on a date with her? I mean, if she was into it, yeah, sure. Every time she asked the woman that same question, no. Mm. She should ask the woman first, then get back with you. So it's not yeah, like setting so you up for like. Sugar. Well, she she has begun that. Like that's why now when we go out, I don't. I, I not. I'm. I haven't been asked. One night with about... Cody out in Grand Rapids, you'll meet Mrs. Wright. <laughs> Take no, because everybody wants take my, this. Take my brother. Why? Why would they pick? Why would they pick? You know, Salisbury steak when they they can have filet mignon. You know. Damn, that's... Wow. <laughs> He's not denying it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, dude. You're right, dude. 
<laughs> the Porter House over here. More like a ribeye, but we got we got we got uh, <laughs> Blackrock Steakhouse. Like a, like a we seven. got Walmart. You know, two ninety nine aisle. No, the, I'm, the, like the, seven, you know, I'm like Walmart a seven. Steak, I'm like a seven. I'm like a seven. On who's cooking it? I'm like a seven with a good job. Say what again? Wait, I didn't hear what you said. I'm a seven with a good job. If you're seven, no, where's that not, put me in Jimmy? Fuck, dude. We're you're like, not a seven. You're like a nine. Seven yeah, dude. If you you're put, like a nine. Yeah, you you really are. If you put yourself at a seven, it puts me and Jimmy in like really bad territory. I'm a I'm a hard five. It's like it's no longer divisible by two, and that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a hard five. <laughs> I really am. I'm a hard five. Me right now, I'm a hard five. Right I now, currently the... in the toga. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> no, no, actually in the toga, I'm like a five point five. Uh, honestly, honestly, you I went up when, like a half a point. When in my heyday, when I was like actually chasing women, that was the that was the key. It was never like it was tank top Cody. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was long hair tank top yeah. Cody. That's where. That's yeah, yeah. Where I know. Yeah. That's when I used to get down. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I got tired of it. It's just yeah, it's exhausting after a while. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, got Jim. Jimmy, wait, wait, hold yeah. you got Jimmy saying it's, it's like, been so long, and you got you yeah. and Cody over there going, <laughs> it's, it's really fucking it's exhausting, like, dude. It's like it's always that fucking next thing. It's like it's like that. It's, no, it's like that fucking. It's that game of tug of war with a girl. You know what I mean? Like you act like you're interested. She acts like she's interested. Jimmy you can't, can't act too interested. Cody. You play that fucking. You know what I mean? It's and it just sucks. It sucks, yeah. and it's it's annoying. You know what I mean? And the whole time, like especially at that age, I'm just like, dude, what do I got to do to get in this girl's pants? If I'm being honest, that's like, oh my god, you know what? I oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, we got Tony. Yeah, oh. fuck. What if some? What if, oh man, no one's listening. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> like she doesn't know. What is up, my man? Oh, you, you didn't get the memo. You didn't bring your toga. It's our we didn't wear it either. Don't worry, Tony. <laughs> we 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 all agreed, except for Rochelle. We all agreed that, that we would Cody. wear togas for Spartan Spartan, Spartan outfits for our 300th episode. I'm the only one that showed up in a toga. <laughs> all right, we're being joined now by our guest Tony Harrison, WBC champion. How you doing, buddy? Oh man, everything good, man. You know how I roll. Everything good. Who'd you bring with you today? Uh, I brought my guy, man, my brother, uh, one of the best amateurs sitting around right now, uh, Jamarco Holloway. And, um, you know, he's getting ready for the national tournament this weekend in Rio. Oh, shit. And, um, you know, we just keep the ball rolling, man. It's always somebody up next. What's up? What's up? So we were trying to figure it out. We think we, you've been in studio three times. So okay. this is this is special because it's our 300th episode. Can you believe we've been around for 300 and you were on episode three, so like the three thing works <laughs> for you. But uh, since you've last been in here, you're a world champion. No one in this room ever thought otherwise, but that is fucking awesome to just have it happen. Six sure. years. You know how many people wouldn't have put in the work knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, you had to still put in the work to get there. Six years since the episode, right. you, you know, and you're there. What's it feel like? I mean, um, you know, I, I always knew I'd be champion. You know what I mean? It was it's not not it, it had nothing to do with skill. It was just the mentality that I had all, all the way through. You know, since you know, since a kid. You know, um, you know, the wins and losses came. Whatever, what I what, with with uh, whatever I was doing, and I always stayed resilient. You know what I mean? I always kept my head high, and I and I always treated it like it was just a whole new day when I woke up. You know, so 
you know, after losses, I kept getting better and I stayed with the same team and I stayed loyal. And, um, you know, I just, I just, you know, I, I believed in God all the way. And, um, you know, uh, I just kept getting the shot and I stay, I stayed true to what I was doing. Um, I never turned down no fights. I stayed true to it. And, and, you know, they kept giving it to me, kept giving it to me. Um, Austin Trout was the same way. He just never prevailed the second time, but, um, I was one of those guys like Austin Trout that they kept calling for every fight. I always say yes, and you know, finally I got my niche and, and found the guy that I that I beat ten times out of ten. Nice, and more importantly than what you done, world champion, and you'd agree at this, you, you built a gym in your hometown neighborhood mm-hmm. for kids. You've given back. How many people don't do that? Uh, I mean, I'm you know awesome. I'm in boxing. No one does that. That's awesome. And it's amazing what you've given back to these kids. It's not like you've you've uh, just put your name on it too. You're there every day. Uh, you're mentoring these kids. You're you're teaching them about um, what it takes to be successful. They got to do schoolwork. Um, tell us a little bit about your gym and when when that kind of resonated. Obviously, you have to have money to do it. You got a little bit of money from boxing. Tell us when that kind of came about. Um, you know what? Uh, I was just tired of being in everybody else stuff. You know, when you when you, you in it, when you in everybody else stuff, everybody think you own. You know what I mean? So every time I got on TV or I got a shot at something, they want to shout out or uh, shout this out. So, it, it, you know, so it's not genuine. You know what I mean? Whenever, when somebody wants something in return, it's not genuine. You know what I mean? And um, everything I did out of my heart was just genuine. And, um, you know, I, the, you know, my, my, my whole thing coming up was just being able to nurture and, um, you know, take care of and, and big brother, um, our next generation. You know what I mean? Cause I already knew what I had my eyes on. I knew what I wanted to do, but, um, uh, you know, it's just, you know, just after boxing, you know what I mean? It's always going to be somebody else up next. And, um, um, these guys watch me do it. And, uh, I'm just, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. Trust me, a lot of mistakes, uh, a ton of them. And, um, you know, I'll be right there with those kids, man, just to show them, you know, this is not what you're supposed to do because I did it and this is what happened to me. You know what I mean? So, um, for me, the gym is just, it's a sanctuary, sanctuary to get away from everything, um, to to start a you know that's it's like a second life to start a second life somewhere to 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 be able to provide and these guys you know you see you see championship mentality in each and every one of these guys you know whether they win fights or not you you stick by these guys and some of these guys just got championship mentality already and um, that that's that's always been our goal. And um, the gym has flourished through it, and kids have flourished through it, and not not only through the boxing program, but you know the tutoring program too. So you know we got we got all, all you know mostly everybody on our um in our in our tutoring program is three point five or higher. So you that's know amazing. that's that's just that's just our main focus, man. Not only that, I, I sit on the Metro Detroit Golden Gloves uh, board, but there was a time where I had like. I would say I was worried about the amateur program. There mm-hmm. just wasn't enough people out there. All of a sudden, you started representing teams of 30, 40, and, and just kids. And you, you brought a youth movement that was desperately needed. Uh, the Golden Gloves was des- desperately needing somebody to step up or gyms to you know start putting people in the tournament. Uh, you've won uh, the team trophy yep. last year, yep. maybe even the year before. If I, I don't know. Um, but uh, at a competitive level – you 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 got a group of kids that are very talented. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I I think I like I said our our our, our uh, amateur 
you know, our amateur team structure straight from who I got it from, my my father. He, he flourished with our with our elite guys, you know what I mean? And you know, he's been able to represent and and and, and build our our elite program to a, probably the best program in the city. Um to have, you know, so many elite guys and um with me, you know, with the football team that I got, um a lot of those a lot of my kids I got are already mentally tough, so we just got to build them up to be boxers, you know what I mean? So uh, that's the reason why I have so many of those kids. But you know, um, every it's no good program if if you don't have a good elite team. You know, you can you can have a hundred kids that's the best in the country, but as we all know, kids, you know, they outgrow each other. Some stop working, some keep working, and um, you you build a program off off the elite fighters. And my dad, you know, has a has a good stable and good structure of elite fighters that makes it to nationals every year, semifinals and quarterfinals every year. You know, uh, we just got to figure out a way to get over the hump, uh, figure out a way to maintain weight. You know what I mean? At a stable, at a stable, you know, at a, at a, at a consistent and stable weight for seven days in a week. You know what I mean? So, uh, but, but for me, man, I still think, uh, our, our amateur program could be better. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I, I got, you know, if I, if you see me with 40 kids, I had 80. You know what I mean? But, uh, it's just hard to keep these guys consistently focused on the gym when they have nothing to look forward to, and that's the and that's been that's been the thing. Like, uh, you know, when I was coming up, it was damn near a fight every every weekend. Every weekend, it was somewhere to fight. Every weekend, it was somebody to fight. You know, whether I fought Blue three times, or I had to fight Theodore, or I had to fight Ronnie, or I had to fight you know whoever it was. You know, the only way to get better is to just keep fighting. And it just seemed like you know nowadays this generation. Um, it's, it's so much politics about money. Everybody doing it for money instead of the the, the reasons t- to keep these kids off the street and just keep them active. You know, I got tons of kids that I lose just because they they train for three months without not one fight ever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's, they have nothing to look forward to. So I think our, our our amateur program could just flourish more by making by competing more. You know what I mean? And, and bringing these gyms together. No gym is bigger than the next gym. You know, when it comes to fighting, no, no gym is bigger. So you don't hold kids out from one gym to another gym because it's not at your gym or the fight isn't here or the fight isn't where you want it to be or you don't fight the guy you want to fight or you think you're going to win against. You know what I mean? You just can't keep competing because not only if, not only do, do it benefit you, it just benefit the next man because everybody needs to fight. Everybody just needs to keep this stuff going. The show got to keep going. Oh Yeah, you bring up a good point because uh, me and Rochelle have been around fighters that um, just early in their careers – either are, are motivated by money or motivated by not Ooh, they're going to fight or, or don't yeah. love the process already yeah. mm-hmm. year one don't love the process like <clears throat> the the best advice i can give them is like get the fuck out because like i mean i'm being honest if you don't like the process of a training camp starting over doing it again and and not not seeing yourself six years seven years because it takes a while um right. you know those are the people that you just know won't make it it's just like you know reevaluate yourself you you see it you see it like right away like oh yeah kids are like fed up with what's going on on social media like the this he says she said bullshit and like these kids are amateurs you know what i mean they're like t- they're online talking shit to each other it's like dude you're not making any money what are you doing you're just wasting your damn time you know and they get so fed up with that aspect of it like they forget about like what they got to do in the gym and then we see guys in MMA, it's the same shit. And then they're like, oh, I don't want to fight that guy from this gym. I'm like, man, you're an amateur, dude. You just need to get in there and fucking scrap, dude. None of that shit matters. Exactly. I mean, like, 
I mean, uh, I, I used to train at World's Best. This was fuck, dude, yeah, tons of years dude, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a long time ago. You know, yeah. Tony used to beat the hell out of me. And but I mean, I knew then he was going to be a champ because he would go to the gym. He was just like, he was there to work. You know what I mean? And like everyone else was like chit chatting, fucking around. Like he was there to work. I was there to work. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to get better. I wanted I wanted For my sure. boxing to be better. You know what I mean? Sure. You see that? You see that? And like you see that in some kids. You know, you can just tell right away. Like a kid that like. He doesn't care about the bullshit. He's there to work. He wants right. to get better. He likes. Exactly. He's, he's about the grind. Exactly. You know what I mean. He's, he's about like, the struggle. Yeah, like, that kid's real. And it's a lot of it's a lot of kids, man, that that shy away from from adversity. You know what I mean? Like boxing is all adversity. You know what I mean? I got my ass kicked a hundred thousand times before yeah. I got it right. You know what I mean? But it's all about adversity. It's all about being resilient and sticking in. You know what I mean? They understand that. This this shit is a marathon. Boxing is the only sport out here that's a marathon. There's no guaranteed money. Only thing you guarantee is what you go get. Right. You know what I mean? So it's no guarantees, man. You just gotta go out there and you gotta keep grinding, you gotta keep going to get it. But it's hard. It's in this generation it's hard, man. It's hard because one thing you gotta have is the money. The money to move around, the money to to, to go to other state to state, the money to go to these national tournaments, then but the money to to keep these guys busy. And um, but the, but the one thing that that had us going when we was going, that's why our amateur when 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 we was coming up amateurs, our amateur program flourished so much because we all was willing to fight each other, we all was willing to keep fighting each other, and we all was willing to keep putting in work. You know what I mean? So our amateur program was me, Blue, uh, Dominique, Jaylian, uh, 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 D Banks. You had Craig. You had all these guys that was willing to flourish and keep pushing, putting in work. Only thing that fucked some of these guys up is the guys that want to. Putting these guys here, oh, you world champion at fight number ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, I can, I can, I can get you to Avianna Holyfield, daddy. Uh, I can get you to Mike Tyson, man. We we can move you, man. We gonna make you a world champion, and everything is about money. Then you know what I mean? I tell our guys, man, don't don't go with the money. Don't never go with the money because money comes and goes. Yeah, don't ever don't go with the money. Don't look the short term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. This is a marathon, man. You got if you in it for if you in it for the long haul. Trust me, it was times when I was broke. It was times when I when I when I didn't have nothing to eat. But that next morning, I don't care what happened, I was always in the gym. I was always working. It was never it was never a time where I was looking for something temporarily. Like I, I like don't give me a hundred thousand temporarily. Give me a hundred million. That show me where I can get a hundred million. Right. You know what I mean. So I just kept my foot on the gas, man. I kept my foot on the gas and understood that everything is temporary. Even though even your bad times they're temporary. So wake up the next day with a happy face, man, and go get it. So uh, December comes around. You get uh, Jermel uh, Charlo. Uh, your dreams are right in front of you. Uh, the camp. How was? How good was the camp? Uh, your mean, your game plan was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I think camp was camp was amazing, man. Um, um. I, you know, uh, we 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 did something out of the box. We went to Denver. Um, we trained out there in the altitude. It kicked my ass probably for the first two weeks because I just wasn't used to it. You know, uh, it was a lot of deep breaths, a lot of gasping for air. But once I got used to it and I started sparring 15 rounds out there, I came back here with maybe two weeks left. Then I brought in um, our, the Olympian from Ohio, Charles Conwell. Then I brought in an undefeated guy, Charles, I mean, from um, from Ohio to WAP. Then I brought in uh, DeAndre Ware along with AJ, along with uh, Justin Deloach from Atlanta. So I had about seven guys, man. I had seven guys in rotation ready to kick my ass all the way around. And um, it was it was amazing. Um, you seen week by week how I flourished, how I how I how I, you know, made the adjustments, and um, physically my body was just in the best shape possible. Um, so, and then you know, and we just added motivation when I seen him on the TV screen, and I seen him at the Jared Hur fight. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is not focused, right? You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker just don't give a. He just they just 
So disrespectful. Well, yeah. he yeah, he wasn't even talking about you. He had a fight lined up with you and was talking about getting the herd fight lined up. I mean, motivation there, but yeah. also shows where his head is. Um, you know, it wasn't Brad this time. It wasn't Brad's uh-huh. phone. <laughs> it shows where his head is, and right. and you know that it has to be perfect motivation for you. You get the Barclays Center, which is a gorgeous building. Uh, d- d- tell us how the fight lined up in your head as it, as it's going through. I mean, y- your dad and you had a great game plan. You stuck to it. Um, I, I was pissed off well, later going back and listening to the announcers because right. what yeah. the fuck? Well, let me Dude, ask you. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What the fuck? The commentators? They some man. Like, they, but you still, but you listen to their fights. But you listen to all the fights, even after my fight. You listen to all the motherfuckers on the fight. They do. They all just terrible. Suck you know what I mean? They dick. just, they, they just, they just, you know what, man? It just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I fucked the announcer. I was glad the the judges got it right. You know what I mean? So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all I, I gave like, them. What fight are they watching? Yeah, just getting stuck well, with the jab every ten they, seconds. They, they have so much invested in the Charlo brothers because I, I mean, they just this past weekend, the Charlo brothers got more time to act. Yeah, like but that's that's freaking like, idiots again. Yeah, but I mean, that's where boxing. That's where I, one thing about boxing that just drives me nuts, man. It's like. It, like at least MMA, like when they're playing favorites, they're kind of like subtle about it. Man, boxing, they're just straight up like, oh man, whatever. They're just they're just like slobbing on his freaking dong <laughs> the whole fight, man. I was like, shut the fuck up. Right. I turned the volume down. I was like, man, I'm not listening to these guys. Like this is ridiculous. What fight are they watching? You know what I mean? I agree. It's like, dude, shut so, up. So, so what was something that you trained for in camp uh, that? You either didn't expect him to do or you expected him to do something in camp. And then when you got into the actual fight, he wasn't actually doing it. Um, you know what? Uh, I swear to God, this mind is got true. We never had even a game plan. Um, I, I wanted to fight Charlo three years before I even fought Charlo. You know what I mean? So I was telling Al Heyman when I first got with Al Heyman, like, look, match me up with him. You know what I mean? So I, I had already been watching him. I'd already been seeing him and seeing that his style was like kind of like perfect for me. Um I think everything on our side that we did different was just my brother was more calculated with all our strengthening and conditioning and our recovery. Um, so, you know, it wasn't one of those times when I, when I just was like run the mountain every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was run the mountain. Now we're going to sit. We ain't going to do nothing today. You know what I mean? So we're going <laughs> right. to let your body recover after the, after that grueling day. So it, it was, it was, a, it was a lot more calculated and I had a lot left in the, in, in the tank. Um, by the time fight time came, but, uh, he like literally like, I never, I didn't watch no, we didn't watch no tape on him. Mm-hmm. We didn't do none of that. Um, in my, in our hearts, everybody in our camp, everybody knew I would beat him. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody knew the way it would go. Um, but so it, it really was, it really was for me just getting in shape, having the, the toughest sparring push me, push me to the max, push me back. And those guys were, that telling my sparring was 10 times rougher than the fight was. Uh, you know, they was hitting me with shots, man. I was like, man, but, you know, all those shots they hit me, but they hit me with kind of got me prepared for even getting right. hit in a real fight. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it was, it was, it was the sparring that did it. Sparring took it over the top. Cool. Now the rematch is going to happen in June for yeah, sure. Yeah. Any idea where? A few um, things being bounced off. Three ways, uh, Vegas, New York, or LA. All right. Yeah. Any preference? Detroit. I know. That wouldn't it be nice. <laughs> I mean, a champion, it should be. Yeah, you know what, man. But uh, you know, sometimes champion don't mean nothing, man. It's just about you know, it's just about it's just about who, who you know who got to say so. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? he still has to say so. To be honest, um, even though I'm the champion, though he still has to say so. 
Um, the promoter still knows where they want to throw the fight at, and the promoter knows where they guarantee sponsors and guarantee money is going to ditch in. You know what right. I mean? So they, they don't want to lose money coming to Detroit, even though I don't think they would lose money. But um, and my heart knows they won't lose money. But, you know, it's just a risk to come to Detroit when they know they can take the fight to L.A., Vegas, or, you know, New York and get the guaranteed sponsors, get the guaranteed ticket sales that they need to even break even with the fight. So, Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you want it in New York. Is there a preference to go back there? Man, really? to be honest, man, I'd rather go to really. I'd rather go to Vegas. No yeah. state Texas. income tax, baby. Texas, man. Yeah, I rather I rather go to, I rather go to Vegas. <laughs> Dude, and, and and not only that, man. You know, I, I would stay in Vegas for a week after the fight. You know right, I mean? enjoy. Like, it. I'm a, I'm gonna kill it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Vegas is about There's not a better place in the world to fight than Vegas, man. It's nowhere better than Vegas. Yeah, uh, celebration too after the yeah, fight, right? Yeah. Well, so that's happening in June, but um, WBC champion, when I think of boxing, that's the belt that I grew up looking at, the green everybody, belt. Everybody, everybody. Um, not since Tommy, right? Is yeah. uh, Somebody's had the WBC belt. We've had some IBF champs here <laughs> right. there, but uh, to hold the WBC belt, um, have your face on it. Not only have your face on it, um, it's the Ferrari leather, it's the gold. I mean, how how great does it feel to have that baby by you all the time? You know what? Uh, I, you know, I swear to God, it's just like a, another day for me. You know what I mean? That that didn't make me champion. I feel like I was already champ. You know, before I got the belt. So, you know, when I got it, uh, I probably uh, carried it around for probably about a week straight, probably like a week, a week and a half straight, and it just got old to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I let my dad carry it around. My dad, you know. Um, you know, you gotta understand like the people that's around me, they they now they don't get in the ring and fight, but they fighting just as well with me. So it's like they won a championship too. So my dad carried it for about a month, my brother carried it for about a month, my auntie carried it for about a month. I don't even know where it's at right now to be honest. So <laughs> I just let you know, I you know, I, I let the team flourish with it because, you know, they, they, they deserve it just as well as much as I do. So, you know, it you know, uh for me, man, they just they just had a belt, you know what I mean? And it just Prove to the kids that anything is possible. You know what I mean? With just hard work, man. It's just good, a good, a good support system, and um, you know, and just never stop giving up in yourself, man. So I just, I not only did it for me, but I did it for them to show them. And then because, you know, the the thing is, when you talk to kids, man, one thing that's gonna always tell you the truth is a kid. A kid that don't even know that they're telling you the truth, but they always gonna tell you the truth because even though I train these kids, all these kids know Charlo. All these kids love Charlo. You know, all these kids, Coach Tony, you fighting Charlo? Oh, why you take that fight? So they come up to me like that. And, you know, it's no malice because they just kids. They don't even understand what they're doing. You know what I mean? And um, they like, Tony, you know, uh, you know, he been knocking everybody out, Coach. You think he going to knock you out? So they just ask me typical questions like that. You know, you think you gonna, you think you going to beat him, Coach? You sure? Uh, I'm going to be watching, man. I hope you don't get knocked out. So it's just stuff like that. But... You know, you go back to the gym after you win, and I'll be like, I told you what I tell you. <laughs> nice. You know, I told you. You know, I told you I was going to do it. He's like, yeah, coach, you right. You told me. And I'm like, you know, you just got to keep believing in yourself, man. I don't care how hyped up somebody is about you, how hyped, is, how, 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 how hyped up they are around you. You know, just believe about what you can do, man, and just go ahead and just do it. You know what I mean? I think half the guys that he fought before me was already intimidated of him before they got in the ring. You right. know, I, 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 I swear to God, I... I I relish for the moment, you know what I mean. I I, I was ready to capitalize capitalize on the moment and just I I didn't give a fuck about him. Like I was like fuck you, you know what I mean. In my eyes, it was like fuck you. And then after he did that whole shit after I won, it's damn sure like fuck you. I've been talking shit to him on Twitter, 
I've been talking shit to him on Instagram. So everybody like, no, no, don't talk shit to him. No, I'm no, I can't wait to do the face to face because y'all gonna say I'm a dog. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just ready to take it to a whole other level. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to I'm ready to steam. I'm ready to push every button he can push. I can push on him. And, and and I'm I'm really ready to street fight with him. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm really ready to street fight with him. But if it don't go there, you know, just have a good clean sport fight. And I'm ready to dog him, man. You know, I, I feel like I was walking on eggshells because of the two fights that I had already lost. And I was walking on eggshells, so I couldn't really make too many mistakes. But I'm back to making mistakes, man. If I make a mistake and he and, and he hits me with something, but trust me, I'm I'm I want to knock him out so fucking bad it, I could taste it. You know, so that's my that's my game plan now. Now, I showed you the picture of the glove you signed mm-hmm. years ago where you put in the new. Like, it's just kind of cool that it came, came, you know, it was about six years later. It was 2014, I think, you mm-hmm. signed it and stuff. Um, but, I mean, it just I sent that to you and you're like, oh, I got to resend it to you because you said you were going to post it. But, I mean, that's just cool. You, vi- you visualized it. It happened. Yeah. But. One of my favorite Tony Harrison moments now is after that fight uh, when you were wearing half your glasses, dude. <laughs> Did you know what you were doing? <laughs> You're like, man, they broke. You were very happy. They're celebratory. <laughs> and then you kept them on, half frame and half all. Uh, I was like, I was like, that's money. Most people would like <laughs> fucking throw them down on the ground, dude. You no, had half no, your glasses. That was like $3,000 worth. I'm mad I even lost the other stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad I even lost the other stick, man. But, you know, I, I wanted to put the glasses on so bad, man. I'm so, I'm so pro Detroit, man. And everybody know those glasses originated and started. Everybody to wear those glasses from Detroit. Right. So, um, I guess that night I was just half of Detroit because I ended up breaking the other half. <laughs> And um, it just ended up that everybody started making, like, you know, little memes about it and stuff like that. It was just funny. So. <laughs> I loved it. Though. It was really freaking great. Uh, so let's let's talk about the amateur athlete you brought here uh, going to Rio. Or Rio. Now, Rio? Reno. 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 Uh, I was like, Rio. Um, oh, there it is. There's Brad. No. There Six years, It's a mutual friend. Six years. <laughs> um, by the by the way, Tony Rick Pratt says hi. He wanted us to tell sure me, Rick. Said I said, "What's up, yeah. baby?" <laughs> uh, what weight class are we fighting at? One fifty two. One fifty two. All right. Uh, dangerous weight class. All right. Um, how long you been in boxing for? Um, about six years now. Uh, since I was eighteen, twenty five. All right, and you got a ton of options of gyms out there, but you chose chose Tony's. How did it come about, or how did you meet Tony? It's, it's crazy because um, when I first started boxing, my life was kind of slow. I was living a routine life in and out of college, you know what I mean? And um, it just kind of fell in my lap the way I, I, I look back on it now. I feel like it was uh, it was almost made for me, you know. They built the gym around the corner from me, from my house, and I would run to the gym. When I walked in, I met uh, Coach Ali, which is Tony's dad. Right. And our relationship clicked so instant. You know, I just overnight, I believed that I, this was my calling. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much the uh, makings of it. Yeah. Now, it was important for Tony to put the gym exactly in that neighborhood. What's that mean for you? You see you live down the street. That here's a guy that says he's going to do it from his neighborhood, puts it right, right down the street from you. Man, that that is amazing because for so many kids, you see them uh, getting out of school around five o'clock. They walking up and down Puritan, and they just see the gym, you know. And and like you said, it's a sanctuary. It's a place where those kids that they walking home, they kicking rocks. They don't have nothing to do when they look up and they can come in there and get a skill. They can get 
you know, uh, meet friends, brotherhood. There's so many opportunities that just come from the gym alone. You know what I mean? Then for it to be right there in the middle of the hood, in the middle of the city, you know, uh, it's not a lot of businesses over there. It's a lot of, you know, abandoned places. So when they see that, they, even if they don't want to box, they just walk past and they see, they see a lot of people going in and like, let's go in here. Let's, what's going on here? And then they come in there and then it's all love. You know what I mean? That, that means a lot to a community, you know. Tony, what's uh, Marco's strengths, some of them that you see in him? Oh, man, he, he's so slick, man. He's like a Tevin Farmer in, 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 <laughs> at, at 152. Uh, you know, he make good angles. He's, he's very slick. Um, his work rate is very good. You know, he's hard to hit. Uh, even for me, man, he's he's hard to hit, man. And, um, you know, it, you know, I, I think he next, he next up, man. I think he next up is just, you know, just keeping him focused mentally, man. And just, just telling him, you know, letting him understand that, you know, everything that's happening is just temporary. You know what I mean? Just keep grinding for what you want, man. And, and, and you know, some, some, something gonna shake for him. You know what I'm saying? Just keep your head down and, and, and keep driving. Keep your foot on the gas. Keep driving. But, you know, he, he's very, he's very, He's very, you know, at times you can you can catch him unmotivated, but it's you know for the most part, you know, you catch him motivated, man. And he's very slick, man. His feet work is very good, and not only that, man, he was one of the things I I always hated as one fifty two a southpaw. You know what <laughs> I mean? I I hated him. You know, I hated Sparm. I hated I I really if I could. If I could cut off every Southpaw's left hand, I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hated Southpaw so much because they always gave me trouble, man. And um. You know, he got everything working for him, though, man. He's got everything working for him. Um, you know, he we just, you know, he just got to keep fighting, get out there, and and find his niche, and find somebody that's gonna put the, that's gonna take the, take the risk to put the money into him, so he can focus a hundred percent solely on boxing for sure. That sounds great, my man. Where where can people fo- follow you on so- social media, Marco? Um, if they want to follow your career, you got an athlete page yet? Yeah, I got an IG. Uh, it's Art in Boxing. A R T N Boxing. Awesome. And you're going to be posting next week's results? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Seven days. Every day I fight. Well, six days I fight. Making weight every day? Yeah, man. Oof. It's grueling. It's tough. But, uh, and, and it, you know, it's crazy. A lot of the most talented guys don't usually win these tournaments simply because, you know, you can get placed with the toughest guy the first day mm-hmm. and injure something, hurt something. Second day, get placed with another tough guy. You know what I mean? And you just get in the bad bracket where every day is tough. And even though you might be the most talented, your body is getting wore down over time. You know what I mean? I can go to the gym and do 10 rounds, but when you go every day, you're only doing three rounds, but, you know, it's a different pace when you competing and you want to win. You know what I mean? You're trying harder. They trying harder. You know what I'm saying? So your body wears down over time. Yeah, but. I'd definitely be reposting the results. And it's crazy that Tony say something about left-handers. He's been in the gym sparring. He's been trying to fight left-handers <laughs> the last week. That's how much that's I hate him. I want to I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna see what they do that's so different. And that's that, that that frustrates guys like me so much, man. I go in there and I, and I spar orthodox, lit, I mean, for some part, every day. And I've been giving these guys the flux. I've been giving <laughs> these guys the flux. It's his spotlight right now, so, you know. <laughs> Tony, let's go through uh, the state of boxing right now. You're, you're a smart, smart man when it comes to boxing. Let's just throw out some names or what you think. What do you think of Spence's performance versus Garcia? I always, I always said, um, you know, like I said, that the world hype up these guys much more than I than I would hype them up. You know what I mean? Like Spence was always good. This fight, I think, put him over the top for me. 
And not because he dominated Mikey Garcia, who came up from one, 147, but the guy threw a thousand punches, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, not on that. It's, 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 it's tough, man. That's tough. Like, that's Leo Santa Cruz. Right. You know what I mean? That's, you know, not only, not only is he physically and, 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 and ability was talented, but, you know, to have a win in the capacity to fight somebody like Mikey Garcia and throw a thousand, that's Paul Williams, man. That's to throw a thousand punches. <laughs> man, that just put me over the top with him. You know what I mean? I, I thought he did amazing, man. I thought he did amazing. He kept his, he kept his distance so well. Um, and, and, and I, I, I really didn't see too many flaws in him. Uh, but you know, then it was a perfect night of boxing for him. Now, do you think Pacquiao should take that fight? Because I don't. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, me, honestly, man, I think Pacquiao gives anybody the flux. Yeah. That's, that's me personally. I think uh, I think after after a performance, after you see the Miami, after you see Los Angeles Lakers beat Golden State Warriors, I think they're the goldest team in the world. In the, in the world. I think they're the greatest team in the world. And, you know, fighting is styles. Styles makes, make, make, make fights. You know, Manny Pacquiao was the only fighter ever to win as many divisions, you know, as many world championships in the division ever. Right. You know what I mean? So for you all to for you all to knock him because of you know the new guys on the block is is absurd. It's absurd that stuff I've been seeing. Oh, he is here. He just a kill. And there's nobody in the world that just would kill Manny Pacquiao ever. Well, ever. you're throwing me with the whole media group. I'm not knocking him as a. T- I just think that age. And he just beat Adrian Broner. He no, I beat, know, but that is you he know. He just beat somebody that was twenty seven years old. Oh man, man still got 20, it. Yeah. yeah. He, still he just got beat somebody it. that was twenty eight years old. You know, like I said, he I it, I don't think it would have been the fashion that he would love for it to be. Mm-hmm. But I think somebody like Spence would motivate him to just take that extra last step. You know, if I got it one more time, if I got it, if I could do it one more time and I and I can give it my all, I think he'd do I think he'd do excellent against Spence, to be honest. My my personal opinion. I think he'd do excellent against anybody. Right, you know, but that's just my personal opinion. I don't know if it's my personal opinion because I love Manny Pacquiao. I love Manny Pacquiao yeah, too. That's why I, I kind of yeah, fear it's, it. It's my personal opinion, but my personal opinion is um, Spence hasn't fought anybody who's throwing a thousand punches with him. You right, you know what I mean? And, and Seven that, punch combinations. Yeah, and, like and, that, and that can and that can and that can that had got just as much snap on his punches as you know you do, and um, that got good in and out footwork. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a great matchup. I think it's a great matchup. I think it's very intriguing. Well, that's the one thing I was disappointed with Garcia is that he didn't kind of kind of come forward. And, you know, with Manny Pacquiao, he's going to try to come forward at least. And, and Spence is going to have to deal with that. Uh, the heavyweight division, uh, who do you like? Who, who do you think is the best out there? Joshua Wilder, uh, Fury maybe on the outside. Uh, and what is ba- Baby Miller's chances here? Um, you know, in the heavyweight division, you know, I— not only you know physically and, and, and his ability, but the way he talked, man, the way he geeks me up to this day, <laughs> to this day, I'm trying to tell you. I mean, I, it's you know, you know, I, I, you know, nothing flourishes harder to me than the way Deontay Wilder talks. You know, he he walks how he talks, he fights how he walks, and I'm talking about it's nobody more confident in the heavyweight division than that this guy believing in himself and, and the way he puts shows down. Um, second to him, I think it's Anthony Joshua. Period. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's Anthony Joshua, and um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think he's you know if I had to say fifty one forty nine maybe you know you know just that close, it's that close. Um, um, 
I think I love metal too, man. I, I remember really four or five years ago. So I, I, I really hope he, I hope he does the impossible. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's almost what it is. It's almost like impossible with his style. You know, the reach, uh, the way he's been fighting lately. You know, inside, and, you know, hands down. You know what I mean? Like you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of correct some of these things when you fight against one of these guys that's one of the best. So, um. You know, and, and and Miller is not a guy that's gonna really hurt you with one shot. You know, he's a volume puncher. He's one of those heavyweights that'll throw eight hundred punches in a, in a fight too. So, um, which which is very absurd to me for him to be that big. You know, you know he 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 defines the physics a little different too. So, uh, but uh, you know, I just think you gotta have that it. You gotta have a it kind of punch. You gotta have a bomb somewhere to beat somebody like Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. You gotta be able to. You gotta be able to hurt them. You know what I mean? So. You know, uh, I think uh, he's just got to sharpen up his little, you know, his little defensive moments that he have, you know, instead of putting his hands down and trying to lean in and just smother somebody. You know, I think uh, Anthony Joshua is one of those guys that punch too well inside or outside. So, you know, I just think, I just hope he corrects his things that he need to correct in camp. And I hope he win. I hope he pull it off. Who do you think the best pound for pound boxer out there is? Is it is it Crawford? Is it Canelo? <laughs> If I had to go with somebody pound for pound, I would say, uh, I would, I would, <laughs> I would say, I would say, I would say, I would say TC, to be honest, man. I, I like, I like TC, man. Right. You know, smart. I mean, he's very smart. His versatility is very good. And, you know, he, he, he's, he's intelligent, man. He's one of those intelligent boxers, man. You know, he throws the right punches at the right time. He stays at his distance. And not only is that, he, he's so tricky, he can switch from both sides to both sides and still be as sharp as he was on the other side. So I'm going to just go with TC. But for me, you know, as a boxing fan, I do think this Amir Khan fight is risky for him. You know what I mean? Uh, Amir Khan, I still think, has the fastest hands in boxing. Right. And um, he was getting Canelo's problem before Canelo hit him with the oop. You know what I mean? So. And he's gonna give anybody a problem just because how fast his hands. He was beating Danny. I mean, he was beating Danny Garcia to pieces before he got caught. You right. know what I mean? Skill. You know what I mean? He, so I think it's there. I think uh, American, but I think it's a risky fight for him. Uh, but you know, when you're champion, man, the only champions that go out to be great is the one that take the risk to be great. You know what I mean? Not the ones that sit on the shield to just you know pick and choose who they want to fight. You know what I mean? That, that's that's the good thing about being champion. That's what that's that's what I applaud TC about. That's what I applaud. Deontay Wilder about. That's what I applaud Earl Spence about because they, they willing to take the risk to fight anybody any given time, you know, for the challenge. And that's what I applaud Mikey for too. You know, they, these guys take challenges, man. The challenge is, is to be great. Not only be good, be a champion. It's a lot of, if you, if you were a champion, you're good. But to be great, you got to take the risk to be great. Right. Now you got Cody over here who's in the UFC. You're a world champion in boxing. We want to see more fights here. Obviously, it's economics. Obviously, it's our freaking situation with the state. There's a lot of situations behind here. The UFC said our athletic commission was paying the ass. Oh, yeah. They fucking blow. I mean, I mean, it just, I, I say it as over fa- and over. As sad as that is, like, logistically, the, like, the city was great, man. We love Detroit. The athletic commission was paying the ass. Right. So that's like, a, that's like a big, you know what I mean? They got a on list. On y'all side, they got, too? They got a list. What? On y'all side, too? Yeah. Yeah. For the state Same of Michigan? People. Same people. Yeah, same, same commission. Who same are people. they? I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out who are these people. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, I it's, it's just, why we don't just, get big they fights just, here. They just half-ass their job, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of people probably have their own, it's like a fucking side gig for them, and they I just mean, don't take it dog, serious. Dog, I, I swear to God, I don't, I don't get this. Like, I don't, I don't get 
I don't get how some people's fights get approved when when you know when when I was fighting and and you would see Vernon fight somebody that was on 27 three times when he was 18. Who's kidding? Someone's hands are getting greased. Uh, all the time, you know what I mean. And it's, it's crazy that these guys can't even sanction a fight. A three and seven guy, I guess, has got us three and zero. Oh, right. You know what I mean. You still see these guys to this day. You still see Cole for somebody that was three and zero oh or four and zero oh or something like that. Like Cortez. Yeah. Who, how the how the fuck could you approve that? But you could disapprove right. uh, somebody three and zero oh fighting somebody with that with, with a with a losing record. You know what I mean. So I I don't understand. That's the only reason why I think our our professional program will cannot flourish because our athletic commission it sucks right you know what i mean it, it sucks. sucks it sucks it fucking sucks and but but everything happens because of money you know yeah. what I mean? it don't suck because they want it to suck it suck because whoever the promoter is wants to sell the deal and don't want nobody to fight or don't want nobody to to, to make the well nobody else to push these kids and make no money unless it's them because they're putting on these bullshit ass cars and they paying these people say no and, and 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 somebody gonna sue these motherfucking athletic commission, man. Somebody gonna sue them. I'm That's not the shit like yet. the like the to, UFC. The thing is, is like so these little shows. They'll like they'll grease the commission to get you know this this and fight this fight. You know what I mean? Approved. But like like the UFC or WBC, like they're not fucking doing that. You know what I mean? They're like fuck you. We'll go to Ohio. You yep. know what I mean? Like and that's where like we're getting fucked because we can't have it. We, exactly. You know what I mean? We can't have a show. In Detroit, because they're like, man, yeah, I, I would love to. It would right. make sense because, you know, they sold out, but your athletic commission, they're a bunch of douchebags. The shit-ass promotion in Kalamazoo, this is a true story, Tony. Uh, was it Joe Riggs or, or I forget? He, over 50 fights, former UFC guy, fighting a 1-0-1 and guy with 50 fights, and the state approved it. That's it was the main true. event. And uh, they're lucky the guy went easy on him. And just took breaks. But then I remember when you, before you fought Bronco McCart, 50 Cent had, I can't remember the guy's name, but they, they submitted it to the the state and it was like a 19 and 0. You were 18 and 0. Made mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. State said no to that. And it just it doesn't, there's no consistency. Why? Who, who, who has power <laughs> over the commission? Does the that's governor? The, and that's the thing. We're working on it. Well, I would say, does the governor? Well, I mean, ultimately, it goes to the attorney general. Okay, so the attorney general, you need to get you need to get the attorney general get in his ear and just dissolve things, everybody things, that's on the athletic commission right now things, and start right, over. Things are in motion. It's just it's so bad that it's yeah. gonna take a while to fucking get. And we got we got to yeah, do just this drag really their fast feet. You know what I mean? They else. fucking drag your feet. All right, yeah. go through what's on. Okay, all right, hey, I gotta go. We gotta pay the right, bills. Gotta, take it. All right, you gotta go. No, do this. No, okay. Go. I gotta go. All right, it'll be really quick. Uh, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. March 22nd, San Francisco and Chile. Or, no, wait, that's San Francisco de Mostal, Chile. Andrew uh, Maloney versus Miguel Gonzalez, 12 rounds for the WBA Junior Bantamweight <laughs> Eliminator. March 23rd in uh, Leicester, England on ESPN+. Plus, Sam Bowen versus Jordy McCory. 12 rounds for Bowen's British junior lightweight title. March 23rd, London on, how you pronounce that, Dazen? Dazone. Dazone. Title fight, Charles Edward versus Angel Marino. 12 rounds for Edward's WBC flyweight title. Joshua... Uh, Boasti versus Liam Conroy, 12 rounds for the vacant British lightweight heavyweight title. Lawrence O'Kelly versus Wadi Camancho, 12 rounds for O'Kelly's British and Camancho's Commonwealth cruiserweight titles. March 23rd in the Philippines, we have Miguel uh, <coughs> Marinas versus Kenny Dem- Demekello, 12 rounds for the IBF Bantamweight Eliminator. Renee Mark 
Cuarto versus Samuel Salva, 12 rounds for the IBA, IBF Strawweight Eliminator. March 23rd in France, we have George, or I'm sorry, Jorge's Orai versus Aramis Torres, 12 rounds for Orai's European Bantamweight title. And MMA, March 22nd, Bellator 218, Sanchez versus Caracazania. And March 23rd, UFC Fight Night 148, Thompson versus Pettis. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. All right. We want to thank Tony for being our guest. We want to thank Marco for coming in. Uh, Cody's got to take off. But thank you so much for coming in, guys, dude. Oh, it's man, been it's awesome. Not, dude. It's not a problem. It's never a problem. Huh? Yeah, we're going to do a quick pick. Uh, we'll be back next week. But thank you so much, Tony. It's All been any, fun watching. Anytime, it. B. Rise up, man. Anytime. I'll talk to you soon. All right.